Hey, I'm popping in with you here midweek to discuss your momentum. How are you doing? Not just, it's the whole culmination of how you're feeling right now. I want you to tap into that and have a check-in with yourself. A check-in is a daily, a weekly, monthly, hourly, moment by moment practice that you learn to cultivate as you learn to perform at higher levels. Because the more aware you are as to where you stand with your with your momentum, and you don't have to be constantly thinking about this. Don't don't get this mixed up. But I want you to have these awareness check-in points for yourself. And I'll give you a couple different ways to do this throughout your days uh, here just in a minute, especially for your midweek. Um, just to help you measure and look at your life and ask yourself where you're really at and to make sure you're on track. Make sure you're feeling good in the middle of the week. Make sure that you're, you're moving forward. Oftentimes, middle of the week, the reason why I'm recording this is because midweek, we hit the slump. Midweek, we get discouraged usually. Something comes up. There's more chaos than we expected. Things aren't moving forward as fast as we anticipated. And it feels like just a lot. You know, you come into your Wednesday and you're like, I didn't, you know, Monday was okay. Tuesday was just a complete hangover from Monday and not necessarily just with energy, but also with progress, attitude, um, connections, linked projects and tasks. Things can get just messy in the middle of the week. So this is your time right now to pull back wherever you are in the week and just get yourself into some clarity again. Clarity is a constant habit if you want to maintain high levels of well-being, performance, drive, focus, momentum. You're always asking these basic questions because it's in asking, like, it's not all about all of the fancy, you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to get really good at asking the right questions. And the better you are at asking high quality questions, the more clear you're gonna be on a consistent basis because you have these better guardrails, these better guidelines, these better uh, lenses for your attention. And again, everything begins with your attention, with your awareness. Everything stems from your awareness, your conscious awareness. And guess what? So much of what we do is unconscious. So yes, it's extra important that you develop these practices and these habits of kind of doing a little examination, a little bit of digging, a little bit of exploring what's going on in your unconscious mind and body and your emotions and your relationships and your own uh, sense of creative connection or generative connection to that that source. And this is becoming more and more scientifically studied, which is really cool. I love it when scientific studies start proving, you know, old spiritual wisdom literature philosophies that have been standing for years. I mean, not even years, like thousands and thousands of years, right? Like crazy. So that's just what I want to bring with you today. Okay. Let's start with the number one thing that's going to carry you through winning your weeks. It's going to carry you through when things are crazy and it's your energy. Now, energy can be experienced in a lot of different ways. We can be talking about, you know, your baseline drives and, and what are you activated by? That's really important, by the way, knowing your baseline drives. But I'm going to go a little bit uh, broader with you and just look at the basic uh, six core components of 
your physiological well-being because if you can master your physiology if you can master your your biology the way your body your physical energy body is currently functioning right now if you can optimize that you're going to be so much better off going throughout the week so i want you to think about this how has your physical mental and emotional and spiritual energy been the past three days just do the past three days because the 72 hour audit it explains everything and i'll show you why in a second so all of the energy that you are experiencing right now like your mood your mojo this sense of vibrancy uh your levels of you know arousal stress um restfulness calm all of that all of the stuff all the chemicals going on in your brain right now is a result of the last 72 hours of these six factors so pay very close attention to this number one your sleep so everything about your circadian rhythm. I'm not gonna tell you everything about optimizing these things right now. That's for a different episode. But I will be doing more work with you about optimizing your mental health and uh, managing your mental health and your self-esteem better. Because I think we're in a crisis of low confidence and self-esteem right now. And it's kind of crippling people's assertiveness and their progress in life. And it's funny how those two are tied together, actually. So like how, how they loop together. I mean, you've heard this a million times, so I won't get into it right now. But we will be doing that, so please stay tuned for that because that's gonna be really fun. You know I love geeking out about confidence because it's the thing I struggle with the most, baby! Um, No, that's also why I'm most dedicated to working on it with you and sharing you and walking you through these processes and the studies that I go through to help understand how to experience more of that esteem, which is something that I suffered from as a critically low self-esteem. I mean, even up until this day, it's still something I deal with learning to like manage self-esteem i just had extremely extremely low levels of self-esteem growing up but that's a separate topic different conversation right now your energy the number one thing it's associated with is your sleep and primarily the consistency you know were you going to bed within a consistent one hour window for the last five days really think about that most people not even close even me with daylight savings and all the craziness going on right now uh and kind of the chaos of the work schedule things have been falling off that's a problem so guess what i'm gonna do tonight i'm just gonna get to bed earlier i'm just gonna cut off my nutrition a little bit earlier cut off work a little bit earlier save some things review the day get the clarity i need set up my tomorrow in an efficient manner and then get into that rest mode right that's super super important the other thing number two is your light and dark exposure this is the same thing as just saying like your sunlight but what's really cool is the research and the studies show that both the sunlight exposure and the dark exposure independent of each other are both significant contributing factors to your you know physiological mood and well-being right now so what does this mean you need to be getting you know during the hours that you're awake you want to get as much sunlight as possible okay don't do it so that it's like burning out your eyes but you want to be getting a lot of sunlight and you want to be getting sunlight in the first thing in the morning i don't care how bright or dark it is if you wake up in the dark get a light monitor and if you or like a you know a lux like a 10,000 lux light you can just look them up on amazon they're pretty cheap um or or uh, get that sunlight outside. Even if it's cloudy, try to spend as much time as you can getting some of that sunlight, at least you know five to 10 minutes getting sunlight in the morning. I do it, I literally like brush my teeth in front of the sun 
I do my yoga in front of the sun. I meditate in front of the sun. Um, I do everything that I possibly can outside because it's so important to regulate your your biochemistry, to regulate your biorhythms in your body. They need to be consistent. If your body doesn't have consistent energy, it's not gonna feel consistently great. That's why I started with energy because everything else about your week, you know, it's, it's all determined by the energy that you bring to it. The energy and the awareness you bring to it. And a lot of your awareness is directed by your energy. The two things are back and forth. This is why, you know, in psychology and physiology, like they, they interact in this weird, like hormone world, right? That's weird because these hormones, when you feel a certain way, when you think about stress, you get more stressed, right? It's like this, this weird cycles going on there. I don't want to analyze all that for you right now. To be honest with you, it's still not really done in terms of research. There's still so much exploration for people to do in that world, which I'm excited to hear about. But the point is, can you get that sunlight in the morning? I know I go on these long rants. Whenever I talk about you know, physiology and well-being, um, I'm sorry. I'm going to go off because that's my jam. It really is my jam. If you can't tell, I'm nerding out right now with you. Okay. Get that sunlight in the morning and then get the dark in the evening because the dark also really boosts your well-being. And on the opposite side, getting a lot of light for those eight hours that you're supposed to be in dark mode. Well, if you're getting light in there, it's actually going to screw. Oh my goodness. It's going to completely, it's actually one of the most like diabolically worst things you can possibly do for your, um, for your neurotransmitters, because what happens is you get these weird spikes in dopamine and um, uh, cortisol at the wrong times. And so in the morning, you find less of it and you find this uh, these weird imbalances going on that actually create more stress and anxiety. So I don't want that for you. Cut off the freaking lights. Don't, like, turn off the lights. Use candles, use low lights. I don't care what you have to do. Be disciplined about this, please. Okay, I hear so many people, even people above me, people all around me, just completely destroying their sleep quality and their energy quality for no reason other than they can't shut off the lights and, and you know do the basic small discipline practices to keep and protect your well-being. So do that. Get your eight hours of dark every night. Okay, that's just for me. I turn off the lights, I keep things dim, and I don't, even if I have to go up to the bathroom or something in the middle of the night, like I'm not going to use any light. Okay, keep it dark as possible. Um, everything is about keeping darkness. Um, because it, it sets your mind into that rest mode. Um, your body just needs it. It's designed to function that way. It's designed to be in harmony with the earth's rhythms. Okay, number three. I know I'm going really long on this, but stay with me here. We're gonna get through this and I'll keep firing for you. Number three, make sure that you get your movement. So number three is movement. Number four is nutrition. Number five is your relationships. Number six is your stress management techniques. And I'm not gonna go into all of those in detail right now, but what I will tell you is you need to check on them. So with your nutrition, with your movement, with your movement, have you been getting consistent movement? I mean, stretching, mobility, workouts, hit. I don't care what you have to do. Um, I personally, like if you wanna like know the science backside of it, it's like, yes, you should be getting 120 minutes of zone two cardio and you know, um, you should be, you know, getting a little bit of that VO2 max work in every week and, um, you know, two sessions of strength training every week. Um, but if you want to just start off really basic, get the two sessions of strength training in every week or start with a yoga session for 20 minutes in the morning, right? You don't have to get it all down perfectly at first, but I'm going to tell you is you've got to be moving every 
day. The last 72 hours of your energy comes down to your movement. How did you move? What were your steps like? Were you doing your stretching? Were you working out? Right? If you're not doing that stuff, you're not gonna have energy. You're just you're just not gonna feel very good. You might be okay if you like been overworked, right? And now you're just in complete rest mode. But if you're talking about increasing your stress threshold, increasing your ability to chill, uh, you need to be applying resistance and movement to your body. It allows these chemicals in your brain to actually function the way they're meant to instead of sit and stew in a pot of sitting human for six to 12 to 16 hours a day. Like sitting is cancer. So don't do it all day. Please, please, please get up every hour. You must get up every hour. Move around for five minutes. I don't care what you have to do. Just get up, move, switch work positions, and then get back to work. I like to switch between standing and sitting every 45 to 30 minutes. So I know these are a lot of like random advanced techniques that I'm pulling out of random, you know, neuroscience studies, but I'm telling you right now, having these in your back pocket and making sure you have these things dialed, it's going to make a difference in your week. Like how would your week change if you had 10 out of 10 every energy, 90% of the time through this next week? What if you had 10 out of 10 energy? Like what's your energy been the past you know, three days. Really think about that. Rate that on a scale of one to 10 and then ask yourself why. And these factors are why, right? It's stress and relationships, which we're about to talk about. Nutrition. Make sure you get your micro and macronutrients. What does that mean? You need to be eating mostly whole, nutrient-dense, non-processed foods at least 80% of the time. Okay, get two servings of vegetables every day. Please get a serving of protein with your meals every day. Why? Here's the thing, guys. Everything in your brain all of the neuromodulators and the transmitters and your hormones, all of that is made up of micro, macronutrients and and the amino acids that you consume through the protein that you get in your diet. So you better best believe, <laughs> I did not put that together well, words are hard, that everything you eat is directly correlated to what you feel. There should be no blurry grayness about that at all. It's very, like, once you understand that you are literally chemically made up from the ground up, from the water you drink, from the food that you input into your body, and then yes, we're about to talk about your mind and all the stuff you put in your mind, it's a major problem too. But get your food and nutrition nailed. Please, 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 please. Do it for me, do it for yourself, do it for your family, do it for tomorrow, being an amazing day by getting an amazing meal tonight. Go get the coast meal. If you don't wanna do that, literally, go DoorDash, high quality meal it's really easy i do it all the time whenever i'm feeling lazy and i don't want to cook i'm not about to reach into the freezer and eat a frozen pizza like i'm sorry i'm not saying pizza's bad i'm saying when i want to feel good i'm not going to do that i'm going to grab something delicious something nutrient dense something full of green stuff and protein and healthy fats in other words um a lot of omega-3s and um not a ton of saturated fats ideally it's not that's not a hard, fast rule. I'm just telling you, these are the kinds of things that I do to optimize my diet. Lots of salmon, lots of grass-fed steak, if you can get it. Obviously, if you can't, not the end of the world. Sometimes you're on a budget. I understand that. Get your you know, basic proteins in. Um, there's a lot of different fish that are amazing. Tilapia. Um, I could go off on this forever. I, I, I am a nutrition coach, but I don't really talk about it very often because I'm passionate about a lot of things that nutrition affects, but I don't always talk about it through the lens of nutrition. I talk about uh, 
you know, nutrition in the lens of all these other things, like feeling good and winning your week and assessing your week. So assess your nutrition quality. You know, that's a really easy one to be like, okay, you know what? It just hasn't been on point. Maybe that's why you haven't been feeling great because you haven't been eating great. Like everything you feel is a direct result of how you move, you eat and drink and supplement and um, relate with people and think. So we're, we're about to get to that right now. How you deal with people. Okay, this is huge. Every single interaction you have is shaping your mood. So over the past 72 hours, I want you to analyze what were the quality of those interactions? What was the energy transmissions happening there? Because there's only two or three things that really happen in energy transmissions with people. Number one, you have these transmissions where uh, you are basically um, where it's uplifting, right? Where you get this boost and you come out of those conversations not only feeling good, you know, immediately after, but in the long term after. These are these these are the best people to, to be around. Is these positive peer groups that not only uplift you in the present moment, and you you know you genuinely feel more stable, more centered, more calm, more alive, more aware with these people. Or there are the uh, less ideal people to be around where you are getting like where it agitates you, where it bothers you, where it creates where, where these emotions and these feelings come up that is just like a low grade stressor. This is very bad for your health. It's very bad for your health. I was just looking into the, uh, the research on this today, which is why I'm so passionate about it because I didn't know just like how terrible uh, negative relationships can be. So I'm not saying like, you know, cancel people out of your life necessarily, but be very aware, okay, of the kinds of interactions you're having with people. Spend less time investing your awareness and your energy into interactions that drain you. It doesn't mean you have to cut them off, but learn to set boundaries in your mind and in your communication with that person. You don't have to go into an emotional reaction. You don't have to go into, uh, you know, these kinds of just like cycles with these people. There's some people where you're ruminating about what they said for like hours and hours and hours or days later after this thing. So you're still carrying that energy with you. You got to olay that shit. As one of my uh, favorite gurus would say, you just got to let it go. You're a conduit. You can't hold on to that. Okay. So with people, get around more positive people, find that positive group or build that positive group or spend more time with those positive peers. On the other side, please, please, please reduce the amount of time and energy and awareness and attention you put into those lower level relationships or do the work of communicating and dealing with it. If there's like a major conflict, which this is not a conflict management series. This is a how to feel amazing this week. Okay. So get that down. You're going to be doing so much better. I guarantee it. And neutral people. Well, they're just neutral, right? They're, they're not, they're not positive or negative. They're kind of just there and that's fine. I don't really have an issue with neutral people. There's a lot of neutral people where you can turn the neutral to a positive by being a conscious goodness spreader and bringing goodness into the neutral relationship. Just because you decide to just kind of Put a little bit of positive boost there because guess what? That is a positive interaction. Why? Because positive, good, loving energy is flowing from you to this other person in an open field. You want that. That's why we like being around positive people because you get the double whammy. But guess what? You can still get the double whammy between you and your loving source. And guess what? That's a double whammy in and of itself. Boom. That's so tight. All right.
Moving on to number six, your stress management techniques. So vitally critical, especially right now with such a mental health crisis that we deal with. Um, so let's talk about not stressing yourself out with uh, overloading your brain first thing in the morning and all day and all night and in every single freaking micro moment of your day. What am I talking about? I'm talking about your phone. Um, we have a serious issue right now in which we have become so compulsively driven to check in in order to, I mean, basically it's, this is just, you know, it's a small baseline dopamine drive just to see if something new is there for myself. What does it look like? Uh, I like to check for new texts. I just want to see if somebody texted me. You know, I just want to see. It's like, right? It's like, what do you find yourself doing? You check once and you're like, oh, somebody texted me. Great. Guess what? You're going to check again five minutes later and see if anyone texted you. And then you're going to check again two minutes later. And then you're going to check again one minute later. What are you doing? This is just the basic cycle in your brain that just says, I want to get that little blip, that little pleasure drop. And because it's an unknown system, it's very diabolical in the sense that you don't know when you're going to get the reward. You don't know when you're going to get this, you know, next notification, the next buzz on your phone. They've designed that purposefully because it maximizes your engagement. Now, I'm not trying to like do conspiracies or anything. I'm just saying from a, purely from a scientific perspective, that increases and enhances your brain's desire to be in connection with that thing. So you need to be aware of that. Like when your phone buzzes in your pocket and you want to reach for it, can you just delay the impulse for a second and breathe? Just breathe. Just fill the breath with the physiological side. The physiological side is one of the easiest ways that um, this is like discovered in the 30s. It's, it's something we do in our sleep to um, reduce down the carbon dioxide levels in our body and basically reduce down that stress a little bit. It's an acute stressor handler. It's very helpful. What is it? It's a deep inhale through the nose into the diaphragm. You have to, if you can't breathe through your nose, breathe through your mouth. It's fine. But deep diaphragmatic inhale, you top it off with an extra inhale. And then lastly, you exhale slow. So you can kind of sigh on the way out to kind of like get that extra releasing. It kind of tones up. I mean, it legitimately tones up your vagus nerve. It's going to improve your levels of um, your immediate ability to uh, curb down your stress and to refill the alveoli in your lungs because the I don't want to explain this right now, but cortisol basically, you know, makes your alveoli and your lungs shrink up a little bit. So you can't get as much blood flow. So your brain starts to kind of trip out. This is why you got to do this one to two, three, four, five times. I don't care how many times you have to do it. Activate physiological sigh mode. It goes like this. Big inhale. Extra inhale. Long sigh out. So that's big inhale. Extra inhale is just kind of a sharp extra inhale to really fill up the lungs as much as you possibly can. Think of that as just pushing out the tension and then you just, you're exhaling out that tension. So it's just inhale, opening, release. And that's just something that I like to do to physically tune into my body, tune into my breath. What's going on here? I'm going to release this thought, this tension, this, this emotional condition with this person right now. I'm going to just... Push it out of the side. Does not need to hold with me right now. Using those basic practices, it helps me get more centered. Even right now, just having done that right now, I can already feel 10% more centered. And that's a skill you want, you know, before doing speaking engagements, before presenting, you know, an important presentation to your 
team, to your school, to your family, whatever it is, um, to your business, right? These kinds of things are super important, even in like high stress situations with conflict or uh, maybe with driving. I don't know what it is for you. Can you implement more of these small recovery windows instead of taxing your brain? So we tax our brains by sticking ourselves in front of socials, you know, churning our brain into judgment mode and comparison mode. We're just saying, do I like this? Do I not like this? Am I like this person? Am I not like this person? And we're just tweaking out about let's tune out less of the garbage and let's just get that out of the way. Just just a little bit less today. And let's bring in a little bit more of this spacious energy because I bet you right now you could cut 20 minutes from your scrolling time today. And spend that 20 minutes in deep state of meditation and you'd feel at least 20% better. Guaranteed. I, if, you, if that does not work, for, if you haven't tried that for five days consistently, then you can come to me and tell me I'm a complete moron. But until then, go do that. Those are the six pillars of your physiological well-being. That is your energy. You want to be able to sense that aliveness every day. That baseline level of aliveness... It's what's going to carry you through the weeks when you get tired. It's what's going to carry you through the weeks when things get crazy. If you don't stay connected to your energy when the stress or the pressure hits, you're going to crumble so quickly because your baseline level of power that you have just gets chunked. Because guess what? This huge stress comes in. It's going to take off all that. You don't recharge. And now you only got like 20% left in the tank. You got to recharge that container. You got to keep that thing full. How do you do that? Use the six practices I just outlined to you. Start there and there's so much more you could be doing, but we'll, we're going to keep it to that. Number two, your relationships. Your relationships, we already kind of went over this, but can you spend some time every day throughout your week just for like five minutes, create a little break, a little routine for yourself where you go and you encourage three people. Send them a text, send them an audio, send them a freaking letter, a note, word of encouragement, just a sign of love, a sign of appreciation, of gratitude. You're consciously spreading good energy. Not only does this come to you because you're allowing this energy to go through you to another person, but it also, because this, it, it can't be used up. This is an infinite loving source that you're flowing with right now. When you do these types of things and you actively connect to this and you genuinely from your heart deposit loving kindness to the other people around you it changes everything in the baseline tone that you experience because you can be going through the motions of being like yes yeah, you know it's an okay week that's a four-letter word or you'd be like this is an extraordinary week this is an extraordinary blessing this is an awe inspiring wonderful week i want you to have more of those you can't do that if you don't elevate the energy in your relationships you have to tie into people. You have to find more than one good friend. You need to have multiple great friends. One, it's like most of the people in the US, like according to the studies and the, you know, the surveys, have reportedly one good friend over the whole lifespan. One good friend. I'm like, that's a terribly lonely existence. That cannot be the case. So spend more time with your positive peer circles. Go find networking events. Go get into volunteering. Go find groups and communities that are doing great stuff. I guarantee you, if you just went out and you just started joining and, and collaborating and finding those groups that are, maybe they're just groups that are interested in stuff you're passionate about. I don't know what it is for you. 
It could be literally any kind of hobby. It could be any kind of organization. But you need community. You need people. And you need to stay in connection with those people. You can't have great relationships if you don't nurture them on a consistent basis. Okay, number three. This one is one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. I love it so much because I'm in it right now. Oh, and this is just called flow, baby. Flow for generative drive. What do I mean? I'll explain. I know that sounds like a bunch of just word mash guacamole salad. But here's what I'm talking about with you. Human beings, the number one drive that keeps us alive, happy, and fulfilled is this drive to create and contribute meaningful things to the world that make a difference in other people's lives. And we're doing it from our heart. And when you are connected to that, like this is just proven in science recently, um, which I think is so cool because I've been, you know, just checking all the new neuroscience and like, you know, checking up on it because it's been a long time. And that's one of the things. And that's always something I've been like, oh yeah, you need to do service. You need to do contribution. You need to stay connected to your creative flow and put it out into the world and do that releasing process of just putting goodness out in the world. Guess what? That's the number one thing that's going to keep you alive this week. That's the number one thing. That's your North Star. All of these things... The, the last thing I'm about to talk about and the previous two things, they're all kind of centralizing in this building a better world for people. Can you get excited about that? What do you really want to build? What are the big goals? What are the big dreams you're trying to build? Center around that. Spend time with that every day and I guarantee you, your week's going to be different. Don't get stuck down at the busy work all the time. Make the time, make the investments into your life's work. And if you don't know what that is yet, Go spend some time with your passions. Go spend some time volunteering. Go spend some time around your best peer groups because guess what? They're going to have good stuff going on. Guaranteed. All right. Lastly, number four, your skill set, your competency, your edge, your mastery. Oh my goodness. This is also flow. You need times every week where you're consciously pushing the bar. We are consciously pushing yourself to higher levels of skill and performance in your life. Now, uh, in terms of the gym and the cold exposure, this is great because when you do things like active cold exposure and you focus on relaxing or you really push yourself to, you know, maximum, maximum effort in the gym without injuring yourself, please, you know, don't hold me accountable. Do this within your own wisdom and advice at your own risk. But pushing yourself to the max, but then actively dilating your gaze, calming your mind, breathing deeply, slowing down your mind stream consciously in the middle of stress. Well, that's one of the best ways to increase your stress threshold. That's just like a little side secret. Back to the main mumbo jumbo here. Um, I want you to have dedicated blocks to learning the major key skills that you need to succeed. One of the best ways to feel more successful and happy throughout the week is A, believing you can freaking succeed and B, learning the skills you need to succeed. Because here's the thing, you can succeed. You just need to learn up to that level. There's nothing between you and it. Like some people, I don't know why I used to believe this too. So I'm not 
judging anybody for this. This is a deep experience for me, and that's why I get so fired up. Whenever you hear me fired up about something, it's because it's a deep, real, meaningful experience and knowing for myself that I'm sharing with you because I've been there, I've learned from it, I've been through it. And one of the worst things that we do to ourselves is we discount ourselves based on where we're at, based on our, you know, our gender identity, our this and that, all these different labels and stupid classifications that we put on ourselves because we're in this type of society or that type of society. Um, and we use that to discount ourselves from being like the people that succeed. And we say, oh, I'm not like those people. Oh, that's not for me. Oh, that's for those kinds of people. That's for the rich people. That's, the, that's for the, you know, uh, these kinds of privileged people. That's for, you know, those kids. Let me tell you this right now. There is nothing standing between you and success Besides your willingness to try and your willingness to learn and your willingness to apply yourself, to go find the people, to go assert yourself in those new networks, to go leverage your effort and the opportunities. Guess what? Effort is your first opportunity. It's your first lever. You don't have any leverage until you earn it. That's a hard truth that I had to deal with. And believe me, I've been there too many times to count at this point to understand that you create opportunity with that operative effort, with just putting in the work, building things that matter and getting freaking good at something. What are you obsessed about? What are you so passionate about? What is stuff that you could just spend time doing that you love? And what is something that you're not only passionate about, but you're also you know, fairly talented at or obsessed with and something that adds real value, people. Learn that. Learn that. Go master three major skills this year. You know, look at what it is that you want in your life. And I want you to break down what are the major skill sets you need to succeed in that area. And if you don't know that yet, you haven't begun the dream. So, Ask yourself what the dream is. It could be as basic as, I just want to make six figures a year. Okay, great. Well, what do you want to do to get there? How are you going to go get there? What kind of skills do you need to get there? And then you go find those skills. You go find those courses, those books, those challenges, those communities, those masterminds, whatever it is. You're going to skill up. You're going to invest in your learning because winners invest in their learning. And then losers discount themselves and say they can't get there. There's no qualifiers right? They say, oh, you can or you can't based on these labels and these past factors. That's not what it's about. It's about whether or not you're willing to learn the things you need to learn and do the things you need to do to get better. So knowing that you have full permission to go for it. You just got to pull together a little bit of curriculum, a little bit of skill building, a little bit of that time to actively push yourself and get better in that 15% harder than you really think you could be doing zone. That's where I want you to be at. You're just pushing a little bit beyond the edge. You're like, mm, I don't know, but it's still slightly within that zone, right, for you. So you're in the zone. You're in the zone because you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, but you actually still have competency there because you've been building skill. And you just continuously, continuously, day by day, you level up that skill. You level up that skill. You show up every single day to learn something. I guarantee you. Human beings are horrible at estimating our true potential because we forget compounding interest. We forget compounding collaboration. We forget the compounding contributions 
that start to create this ripple effect in the world that you can't even imagine with your brain right now because maybe just where you've been at for the last 72 hours. Because guess what? How you feel right now, last 72 hours. So take in this new energy right now, get this new energy going for your week, and this will change your entire week. I guarantee you that because this is how your life works. This is the basic components of your life. It's not super fancy. It's not all of the things. It's not perfectly exhaustive. So please forgive me. But you got to get this in you this week. You got to get this week back on fire. And that's the way to do it. Get your energy on point. Get your aliveness up. Get your awareness up. Get your clarity up. Score that. And then you score your relationships. How have your interactions been? You score your work output, your contributions to the world. How are you at with that right now? One to 10. What can you be doing to improve that? And lastly, your skill sets. What's your learning been like? Stay on the learning path and get that curriculum, get those items, those groups, those courses, whatever it is for you, the books, the, the, the freaking, I don't care what it is. It could literally even be podcasts, but get that stream of learning back in your zone again. And your mind's going to start opening up to new levels. You got to open up your mind to new levels. If you want to experience new levels of achievement and growth and energy and connection in your life. So let's go do those things this week. I know this was a long one, but I wanted to share that with you because I think this is just so vitally important right now, especially when we get lost in our weeks. You got to calibrate to this every single week. This is what you align your life to and things start to flow a little bit better and you start to notice I got a little bit of momentum and guess what? That energy carries forward. You stay in this loop and that energy you're just flowing. It might be hard. You might be like, damn, there's some big old waves over here. And you're still flowing. You're still getting sloshed around. I'm not saying it's not easy or hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. But hardship is normal. Hardship's part of the human condition. It's part of existing. It's not a reason to not exist. That's a reason to lean into it more. Because guess what? That's where you grow. That's where you progress. That's where you become who it is that you are truly meant to be. And that's what I want for you this week. So thank you for being here. I love you and I appreciate you. Go spread the love this week. Go spread the love with somebody. And have an amazing week. Thanks for being here. Peace.